Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, I'm thrilled to invite fountain pen and ink enthusiast Ariel from Toasty Treat. We've been ogling Ariel's amazing ink swatches on her Twitch channel, where she goes live weekly and shares educational videos for us about fountain pens and inks. I'm so excited to talk to her today about her stationary journey. Hey, Ariel, welcome to the Stationery Cafe podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I, I love it when I get ink and pen lovers onto the show because that is indeed one of our most like popular stationery topics. So glad that we get toasty treat, as you know, on the pen addict Slack the Twitch streams and Instagram, but Ariel behind Toasty Tree, or maybe most people probably know Kirby more, your puppy. (laughs) But Ariel, why don't you give everyone a little intro about yourself? Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, So yeah, I'm Ariel, but most of my friends call me Toasty, and I am a scientist, fountain pen enthusiast. I'm also uh, an indie author and I have a a little French bulldog puppy. Well, she's not very little anymore. Um, She's like 25 pounds now, but her name is Kirby um, and she's, she just turned six months old and she is a handful, but um, luckily she hasn't eaten any of my pens yet. So (laughs) that's always the worry, right? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, so Ariel and I, I'm going to like multiple times probably throughout this episode call you toasty treat by accident because that's just how we how we refer to each other so much on most of our correspondence we share a common thread is that we both got newborn puppies around the same time and both our puppies are quite the handful and even though Ariel's all the way over in Texas, <laughs> yes, <they are. laughs> um, I feel like Kirby and my dog Cookie has been internet best friends, <laughs> even though they've never met each other. <laughs> yeah. I know, like every time I see a golden doodle, I'm like, I'm like, Cookie, it's Cookie, like go play with Cookie, like I pretend it's Cookie, and um, I hype it up a lot, like, oh, if they met in real life, they'd be best friends, they would probably hate each other or something, but, probably but we can pretend, right? Like, <laughs> I know cookies like we get kind of weird about other dogs, so we're we're working on that. Like like you said, they're quite the handful right now for both of us. <laughs> but they haven't mm-hmm. gotten to our pens yet. Yeah, so she's a hot mess. Keep the pens and the stationery far away. I've been training Cookie to like just stay away from my rascock. Like you know how other people <laughs> use the penny in the can technique to like the sweet yeah. fighting. I do it when he comes close to my rascock. So he's like, no. <laughs> you got to protect well, stationery. Lucky, lucky for me, Kirby is like not tall enough to like counter surf or like desk surf. I, I, I'm worried she'll eventually figure out how to like jump up onto my desk chair. So I always try to push that in like as close as possible. But she hasn't quite figured out that there's like fun shoe sticks on the desk <laughs> so and I try to kind of keep my pens like packed away like when I'm not using them so I, I typically don't have like a lot of pens just kind of like laying out um mm-hmm. which is like something you really need to do if you have a puppy because <laughs> they'll get swiped she got my glasses that's the main thing that she's gotten and she, and Cookie got Elliot's glasses right <laughs> <laughs> the one thing Cookie got into, um, which I unfortunately discovered through his poop, was that he's been eating my sticker flake backing. Like he loves chewing oh, no. on the plastic sticker flake backing, like leaves. <laughs> and because sometimes they one or two will <laughs> slip onto the ground. And that other day I was like, Cookie, what are you chewing? Because he was like, nyong, nyong, like gnawing on something. And I was like, that's a sticker flake. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I was packing up some sticker flakes for um, Havoc Rose because I had some like space themed ones and you know, she's all about like space and stuff. And so I, I was packing some up for Happy Meal and like a couple fell out and I didn't realize they fell on the floor. And Kirby found those like anything that falls on the floor is like Kirby domain and she knows like when something falls on the floor, she is like right there. She's like, give me that sticker flake. Like, and so I I dug a few sticker flakes out of her 
jaws. <laughs> she like hides them. She has like little chipmunk pouches or something like in her she in her jowls and she'll she'll hide stuff in there. Like I found rocks and like leaves and bits of plastic and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, our dogs. Anyway, back to stationery. <laughs> back to stationery. <laughs> Let's talk about you and you being the I feel like to us, you have been such a guru person <laughs> in the community because I know there's other pen like experts out there, you know, like with Brad from Pendaldi and then like a lot of other fountain pen people out there, but you've been pretty immersed in our journaling circle lately and has been kind of showing us the way by doing these weekly live streams on Twitch and just going through all your ink swatches, going through all your pen collection, explaining to us what's a piston fill, what's an eyedropper filled. And I felt like I was, wow, I'm like learning from encyclopedia style, like really everything. And then obviously <laughs> at the cost of your wallet to, to have that array of demo, but it has been so good. I want to like trace back to the OG story. I like to ask people this question, but like, when did you first discover this rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it actually, I mean, like when it comes to fountain pens, I mean, we can go like way, way back to like me getting into pens in the first place. And like, you know, when I was like a little kid and we had like the Sanrio store and they had like the, the scented gel pens. My elementary school had like this little like school store that you could like buy stationery from. I don't know if that's like a thing at like all elementary schools, but like you could buy, you know, those like pencils that had the, they were like 10 pencils inside of like a cylinder and like the yes. lead, you could pop them out and put them in. And like, we would collect those things and I would like collect erasers and stuff. So like, I've always been like into stationery, like to some degree. Fountain pens always just kind of felt, and I, I feel like this is kind of like a stigma that fountain pens have. It's like, they've always kind of like before I got into them, they felt like something that you, that's, those are for someone who does calligraphy. Mm. Like everyone calls them, like if it, a lot of people will see me using one and be like, oh, you have a calligraphy pen. Mm -hmm. And I have to like correct them because there's like this stigma that like a fountain pen is a calligraphy pen. And I had the same misconception as well. Mm. And so I, I had bought one for my husband. It was like, I think it was like a, a platinum plumix or something like um, really cheap, 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 like fountain pen. And my husband had like seen it at like Staples or something like years and years ago. And I bought it for him and it was like, it leaked. It was just, it was terrible. Like it wasn't oh, no. a great pen. And so we kind of just like, like, oh, I guess like if you want like a good fountain pen, you have to spend like a lot of money. So we kind of just like shelved it and it's like in a pen cup somewhere. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's still around here somewhere. Like someday it'll just like resurface. But anyways, a friend of mine who's also a, an author, he got a Pilot Metropolitan. And so back then, the Pilot Metropolitan, I think was like 12 bucks or so, yeah. like 10 to 12 bucks. Mm -hmm. I think now it's around like 18 to 20 because Pilot like raised their prices. Uh, but the Metropolitan is just like this like cigar shaped metal pen it's it's made of brass and you can get it in a bunch of different colors like the one I got was silver but now they have like the pop collection that's like purple and like cheetah print and like stuff like that it's like heavy um, and feels more substantial mm -hmm. than your usual gel pen or your clickable yeah exactly it's a it's it's a really solid fountain pen like a lot of people like ask me a good starter pen and I, I always recommend the, the Pilot Metropolitan because that's what I started with and that's what got me into like that made me realize like, oh, I don't have to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on a fountain pen to still have like a really good writing experience. So mm -hmm. I bought that one, medium nib, like, and that was like after agonizing about it for like a month or you know just like oh this is so much money just spend on a pen like everyone has like when you first get into fountain pens you have that like I can't believe I'm spending more than like a dollar on a pen you know I know <laughs> so, like, my first or, Hakuna or like, and I thought that was dollars. expensive too <laughs> <laughs> yeah because because like people feel like oh you know I'm gonna because you know what do we do with our pens like it's like like our normal everyday writing pens we lose them you know we leave them places or whatever so like I finally broke down and I was like, 
I'm not going to lose this pen. It's like really special. And then I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I left it at a bar and I was like devastated. And I was like, you know what? I didn't like that medium nib all that much anyway. So I bought another one in a fine nib. I bought a black one in a fine nib. And then I used that for a really long time for about a year. I had that and like a couple other pens. So that was like around 2015. Then we went to Japan in 2016 and I bought a vanishing point. And that was kind of like the start of like the big girl pens. So the the pilot vanishing point is like a, it's a clicky fountain pen. And so it's, it's also, I think like brass and it, um, the nib is like really small and you click it and it goes in and out and, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Retractable. I, again, I recommend it to a lot of people because I, I really like the vanishing point. I think it's a really good like step up pen to like a gold nib. If you want to try a gold nib. Um, I also like the fact that like you can invest in the body and then buy nib units. And so if you decide like, oh, I don't really like this medium nib, you can just buy the nib units and you can get them for around like, if you find discounts and stuff, you can get them for like under 70 bucks. So you don't have to reinvest in like another whole vanishing point. I didn't and know And then you that. just pop them in and out because wow. the whole thing comes out. Yeah. Yeah. You I can buy the, the nib unit separately. I got the EF nib <laughs> and it's so thin and uh-huh. scratchy for me. And I re-sewed it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you like really like the body that you already own, and some people even trade them. Like, like I'll, I've seen like people buy and sell. I, I bought my EF nib unit on uh, the Pen Addict Slack. Someone was selling it, I think, for like 50 bucks or something like that. And so it's a great pen that if you don't like 100% know like what you really want, you can, you don't have to keep investing in new pens or selling new pens. You could just trade the nib units or sell that and Especially like if you buy like a limited edition body or something like that. So, so <laughs> yeah, and then so it, it's just kind of snowballed from there. It's so cool because like from your first pilot metropolitan, which is one of the most basic like entry level, and then like, oops, went to Japan, and then now you're like <laughs> seeing all those amazing ones in person. Like, did you acquire like yeah. the majority of your cool collection? in that Japan trip or did you like went back many many times so so it was funny because like my whole thing was like I wanted to try a vanishing point because everyone talks about like the clip because the clip is down by the grip and so a lot of people were like well it depends on how you hold the pen sometimes the clip makes it uncomfortable um and so I was like okay I really want to try a vanishing point so when I went to Japan and I didn't know very much about fountain pens, like I had really just, just kind of scratched the surface when we went in 2016. Um, and so I was in Japan and I was looking for a vanishing point. And in Japan, they're called pilot capless. And I didn't know that. And so I was so confused because I couldn't find a vanishing point, but I didn't know to ask for a capless. And so they were like kind of confused and it was kind of difficult to find. I mean, the second time we went to Japan, like I knew what I was doing, but, but it was just so funny because like we were in Japan, I didn't know. And, and I was dragging my husband to all these fountain pen stores. He was just like, you know, both of us were like, seeing these gorgeous, you know, maquille and rodden pens and like, you know, all the cases and the Namiki emperors that have all this beautiful artwork on them. We're like, who would ever spend this many yen on a pen? Like, this is, this is insane. Like, you know, and then like the second time I went to Japan, like, I was like, oh yeah. Can I (laughs) I see that maquille, please? Yeah, I was like, can I hold that? I just, I didn't, I didn't buy any of those. Like, but, but I knew it's definitely like, so the first time we went, I bought two pens. I bought a Kakuno and I bought a Vanishing Point. And the funny thing is, is like, I didn't know that because I live in Houston and we have a fountain pen store here. We have Drongles, which is like a, this really awesome fountain pen store. Before I went to Japan, I had never been two drum goals, even though it's been here forever, because I assumed, and we can talk about this a little bit too, but 
I've talked to the Drom Goals like family about this too, but when you walk into Drom Goals, the very first thing you see is the Mont Blanc display. <laughs> and then like, it's so, and then they've got all these fancy like pens on the outside, like pictures of pens on the outside of the store. Also Drom Goals is in kind of like this like ritzy shopping mm -hmm. area. It's called like Rice Village and it's very like nice and posh and expensive stores and stuff. So I just assumed that Drongles only sold like pens for doctors, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, they're not going to have a vanishing point or whatever. So I bought my vanishing point in Japan and then I came back to Houston and I went to Drongles and they had that exact vanishing point. I was like, I could have just tried it here. Like I didn't have to like scour <laughs> Japan. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. But yeah. These days, like the fancy ones with the Mont Blanc, mm -hmm. like you said, it's almost designed to intimidate like new newcomers yeah. and scare you and be like, we're very expensive. You're not rich enough. Mm -hmm. But then actually for the many pen stores I've actually, once I knew about it, like went into, everyone's really down to earth and like behind the counters yeah. and they're very eager to talk to people about pens but we're just like mm -hmm. you know like the rabbit kind of skitterish like <laughs> around yeah, all yeah you things. have to have that like you have to have that like courage to like step past that Mont Blanc display and like come further into the store and and one of the reasons I really started going to Drongles is because they, they started carrying um, traveler's notebook stuff um, and so I, I went there for that. And then I realized as I kind of like explored the store more. And I mean, like, they're so nice. Like, like I'll walk in the store now. I mean, even, even like if they don't even know you all that well, if you, if you look at a pen in the case and they've got these, like, they have those Mafier pens in the case too. And you're like, oh, that's pretty. And they'll open it up and like put it in your hand. And you're like, do I even want to know how much this pen costs <laughs> that I'm holding like right now? Uh, but yeah, they're, they're super down to earth. They'll let you try out like any pen. And, and then they have the ink bar, which like the first time I went to Drawing Goals, they didn't have as many inks. Like they had Noodlers and like Waterman inks. Like that was like the main lines that they carried. But they got like some, they got some employees that were like more interested in ink and they like really expanded their ink lines. So they have this big ink bar and stuff. So I'll just go in there and like sit at the ink bar and like chat about inks and, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, like because it's like a social um, place to go. And, and even during the pandemic, like they've been open and just like really welcoming and like welcoming people in and, and stuff like that. And it's like the only place I socialize now. <laughs> I want to get into like the notebook part, but I feel like I, I need to tackle the ink talk first. And I really want to, I want to do that. And like you said, you really enjoy the ink bar and like how the younger, mm -hmm. maybe younger employees who really got like these old school um, pen stores to get more like, you know, I guess diverse inks from around the world. Like you were talking about colorverse and all these Japanese mm -hmm. cool inks that are, you know, coming out. Um, but what's your first bottle? And like, what was the journey like of, um, I guess, to <laughs> anyone out there who's like just minutely interested in trying out inks and pens? Because it could be like, both could be dangerous holes, but like, which one do you choose first? Which one's slippery? <laughs> like, what, what is it like for you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely easier to do ink, like to, to, to hoard ink because like, it's a smaller price point. And so you can just kind of like, like you may be like, okay, I can only afford this one, $200 pen right now, but then I'm going to buy like eight bottles of ink or whatever, <laughs> because it's like easy to just like add a bottle of ink to your cart rather than like a pen. So yeah, like I started out with cartridges only, like in my Pilot Metropolitan, because like that was the only pen that I had. And I was using it a lot in, um, I was taking like Japanese lessons and I was kind of like out and about like with my pen and stuff like at bars or whatever. And so it was easy to like have a cartridge to just like replace it like when it ran out but as I started collecting more pens I realized okay like I don't have that like limitation anymore because like 
if you carry like one pen with you, the likelihood that you'll run out is a lot higher than if you have like six pens with you uh, and they're all inked. And so like, you don't have to worry as much about like, do I have enough ink to like make it through this class or whatever. Um, but uh, so yeah, so then I started branching the ink. So I think I did what like a lot of people do in the beginning and, and I bought like a bottle of Noodler's ink because it's cheap, right? It's like Me 10, too. 11 bucks. And I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody starts with noodlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wanted a bot I wanted ink because I wanted to use it because I work in a lab. And so I wanted a bottle of ink that was um like waterproof, like like water resistant or whatever. Um so I bought noodlers, I think it was like polar blue or something, because it's like a waterproof ink. It's also like freeze proof. Some noodlers ink just have like random weird properties like that. <laughs> um but I bought that ink and I mean it wasn't like horrible but there's better inks out there and so I bought that and then I it wasn't bought exciting. Uh, Noodler's <laughs> yeah exactly and I bought like Noodler's summer tan tanager I bought one other Noodler's I gave them all away after I like bought more inks I was I like I brought them to a pen meetup and I was I like put them on the table I was like if anyone wants these so my first like ink that I think I really liked I bought a bottle I went to Jungles and I bought a bottle of Pilot Iro Shizuku uh, Ama Iro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's the next step a lot that's of people take. That's the next step, because that's they, my they, next yeah, thing. <laughs> they from, yeah, they moved from noodlers to pilot Iro Shizuku, because everyone's like, oh, these are really good eats. And like, it, you know, you cry a little bit when you buy that bottle, because it's like twice the price of a bottle of noodlers. But it's so pretty, <laughs> though. Like the, the shape I know, of it looks like a perfume bottle. bottle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I bought that. I still have the bottle like five years later or whatever. Um, because it's a it's a 50 milliliter bottle of ink. So like it's it's hard to get through all of that ink. The first couple of years I just slowly uh did ink. Like my first couple of years I bought a lot of ink samples um because I wasn't quite sure, like I wanted to try different brands and I wanted to try like different colors and really kind of settle into like what I liked. And then after that, especially as Drongles started getting more and more brands and Colorverse just like blew my mind. Like I was just like, these are so amazing. And they started carrying like all the sailor inks. And I do think, like you said, I think um, uh, Dylan, who is their like ink sommelier, <laughs> like that's <laughs> his like quote unquote official title. <laughs> um, he, um, I think brought in like a lot of these brands um, because he's also just like a really big fan of ink. And um, if he doesn't like a brand, he won't bring it in. <laughs> like, like he'll get like some of the tests and then he'll be like, mm, I don't like it. And then and, and they won't bring it in, but they, they do carry noodlers. And, and I think that's more just for like those people just starting out that like, don't want to pay a lot of money for you. You got to have something at that lower price point. So, mm -hmm. but <laughs> yeah. So you started with like ink samples and then finally eventually get to the stage where you like commit to more actual bottles, but mo most likely more of the limited mm -hmm. edition ones, right? But in the beginning stage, do you ever go to like 10 meetups where you get to like look at other people's samples? Because I feel like half the time it's looking at people's swatches <laughs> that got us like, you know, internet swatches, they're fine, but you yeah. go to a store, you see like people test it out or you go to meetups and people are like, Oh yeah, these are my swatches. And then you're like, they're gorgeous. <laughs> I need one. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, Drumgles has like these big like swatch books uh, that has, that's like all their inks and they do it on Timoe river paper. So obviously like they're nice swatches and you can see all the properties and stuff and so I'll just go sit in there and I'll like especially like if I get a new pen and I like want to match an ink to it I'll bring my pen in and I'll just sit there with a swatch book and like stick it on top of the swatches and be like and then sometimes it'll be like an ink I already own and and even like Dylan may recommend because he'll do ink like recommendations because he's the sommelier right so sometimes he'll recommend an ink to me I'm like Dylan I already own that like I wanted to buy a new ink <laughs> <laughs> like you you don't help I'll just go home God <laughs> but um but yeah and so and then I, I you know I went to pen shows um I went to the the first pen show I went to actually was not the 
Dallas pen show. It was the um, Colorado pen show. Cause I had a friend that had gone there and she wanted to like meet up with me there. And so I went there and a lot of the vendors there will have like inks that drum goals like doesn't carry for one reason or another. Um, and so, you know, I would go through those swatches and buy some inks and then like the second time we went to Japan, which was in 2019, like, you know, the first time I bought two pens, the second time I bought 12 pens and like, <laughs> I think around nine or 10 bottles of ink, maybe more. I don't remember exactly how many bottles of ink I bought um, because my husband, he was buying like, uh, he does a, like electronic music. Mm -hmm. And so he was buying um, synthesizers like Japanese exclusive synthesizers or stuff that was made in Japan. So it was like cheaper to buy over there. Um, and so I had to like share suitcase space with synthesizers, which take up a lot more room than my little bottles of ink. It's like, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not fair. Like that synthesizer is like eight bottle, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, but, um, but yeah, like I, I definitely feel like that that second time I went to Japan because I just knew so much more about pens it was a lot more dangerous because I was like oh I can't I know I can't buy this back home or oh this is limited edition you know I'll buy this and and um especially with like the inks and stuff because like especially like the Japanese inks are just so much cheaper in Japan I bought a bottle of like a Kyono Oto ink in Nor like here in America it's like 28 bucks and then like over there it was like 12 you know like it's just so much cheaper and i was like i know i can buy this in the us but it's like it's just half the price <laughs> and so i was buying inks and limited editions so i learned so much more about pens like the the further like the deeper you go the more you learn like there's just it's, there's so many layers because i really want to go back to japan next year and i really want to go to the tokyo international pen show yes. and like I tell people like I want to go to Japan for a pen show you know just like normal people and they're like what <laughs> but like they don't they don't get it they don't know but, they um, don't know I'm, yeah, I'm the same because... way I started out with like fountain pens like they're super beginners and then like mm -hmm. I think there was a year probably like in my like 2017s so I was like I'll be fine with just a twisty echo like you know I feel like I'm good and then this year or like the past two years during the pandemic I just like you know exploded I was like wow so that's why people love pro gears and wow yeah. that's why people go for the pilot customs whatever whatever right and then mm -hmm. like and then this year my most expensive one was the um, plus X Sailor Pro Gear, the Sakura one um, that oh, you good. also have. <laughs> yeah. And <Pen> twins. <laughs> We're pentons. It's just like once you, yes, once you open that door to really start mm -hmm. to appreciate the nuances that goes behind the design, the grip, the nib. Like, yeah, I feel like knowing people who know nibs is very dangerous because they teach you a bunch and now you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Kuno doesn't cut it anymore. But, but <laughs> despite, and you everything. know, honestly, like I still use like I have, I mean, do, do we dare like say like, I think my most expensive pen, I don't even, it's like $1,700, mm -hmm. like I, I use my Twisby more than I use that pen because I, you know, I use it at work. They can handle inks or really well. like, I, I don't have to like baby it as much. Whereas that pen like stays home, you know, like it, I, I like have to, I want to wash my hands before I use it. In a chest know, like, with locks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it has, a, it has special, like a special place that it lives. And, um, and so, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't, it, do, it doesn't necessarily like the price of the pen or the nib or whatever doesn't necessarily matter as much as like the pen that you're going to use. And that is like the most useful to you to like take places and use all the time because like, and get on my soapbox here. Um, <laughs> but like, I have, I have people that tell me like, I can't, I have a fountain pen and I can't take it out of the house. Like I don't want to take it anywhere. And it's, yeah, I understand like different people have different budgets. To me, like a $20 fountain pen is more of like an impulse buy, but to them, it may be something they like 
needed to save up for and stuff. And like, I totally get that. Like people have different priorities mm-hmm. in their lives and stuff like that. But to me, like a fountain pen isn't something you should save for a special occasion. Like, even if it's like the Mont Blanc that like your grandpa gave you, use it, like use it for journaling. Even if you don't want to take it out of your house or whatever, like use it for journaling. Like don't, don't just leave it in a box and like, don't ink it up because you're afraid to use it. Like pens are made to be used. And I don't, I don't buy any pens. Like I don't have any pens in my collection that are shelf queens, like (laughs) that I just sit there and look at like every single pen in my collection I bought to ink and I bought to use it no matter whether it's like a $2 pen or uh, I don't have any $2,000 pens yet. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I think my husband would kill me if I broke that barrier. (laughs) But like, but yeah, like, I feel like, um, I don't even know how we got on this topic. (laughs) No, I I love it. I think we were just talking about like going into deeper about the pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My technique though, like, like you said, I want to use my pens. And I, even Mm -hmm. though when I feel like I, probably don't won't use my kapuno anymore my solution is i'm gonna de-stash this to someone mm-hmm. who's wanting to get into fountain pen but yeah to start so i i actually sold all my kakunos and even like two puras for super cheap like to mm-hmm. my community friends and i was just like anyone wants to try out a fountain pen like i'm i really like these when i started out but yeah. I, I have new loves now. So like, I want these to go to people who, who would use them and, you know, maybe enlighten someone in this, sorry, like drag them into this rabbit hole. But like, <laughs> Enable them. Enabling. But like, I feel yeah. like that would be a good way for anyone who's thinking about like, oh, I don't use my old pens anymore. But mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like definitely when we buy these things, we love them. We, we adore the excitement of like, opening Mm -hmm. them especially when they're really really cool but then I feel like the magic is always just like you know you sit down and you're like oh I can use this pen now like to write yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and then you know there's always like the the Instagram aesthetic too like getting that pretty pen and like doing that like flat lay and everything matches it's all pretty like that's what the sailors I think that's why sailors are so popular is because they come in like all those different colors and they're so like Instagrammable (laughs) but um but yeah like with the penabling and stuff like I I did like a Valentine's Day swap with like a group of friends um and so we just like sent each other like Valentine's and so my Valentine to them is like I asked everybody what their favorite color was and then I bought a 12 pack of those Jin Hao Sharks, oh. which is, it's like a little, it's a plastic pen with a hooded nib and it's shaped like a shark. It has like a little fin and stuff and like the yes. cap has like a shark face and um, they come in like a bunch of different colors. And so I sent everybody a Jin Hao Shark that was like as close to their favorite color as I could get. And then I also sent them a sample of ink to huh. match the Jin, like to match the, their favorite color, um, especially if like, a couple people said like colors that just you couldn't get the Jin Hao shark in. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'll get you an ink that matches your favorite color. And so like several of my, you know, I gave my, my cousin's boyfriend one because he like asked me a question about my fountain pen. And I was like, oh, I'll get you one for Christmas. Then I got him a Highland Metropolitan. <laughs> and like my sister, I took my sister to Drongles and she was like looking at the pens. I was like, pick one out. I'll buy it for you. You know, <laughs> like so I got her one for her birthday and, and she uses it. Like she, she bought, she picked out a Twisby Eco and I typically don't recommend Twisby Ecos for like first time people's, uh, first time fountain pen people because you have to use bottled ink and sometimes that's like um really um intimidating it's to, a piston to use. filler right yeah it's a yeah. piston filler so it's it's kind of intimidating because I typically tell people like start with cartridges get a feel for it and then we'll talk filling systems but she just like went right in and I showed her how to fill it like you know we she bought a bottle of ink and we took it home and I showed her and I showed her how to clean it and all that and she's like she uses it like every single day and she loves it because she's um in the air force and so and she's like a i don't even know her title anymore but she i think she like trains people or something and um some of her like one of her airmen came in and like saw her using the fountain pen and i guess he's in the fountain pens and so like it's fun to like get that like conversation going between people like you wouldn't expect like at all we're um, everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah so 
I love anyway. it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's an awesome story. I, I think I did try to enable a few of my friends and like my mother didn't start getting into fountain pen until she went on like a tour trip with her fellow like friends, like just a group of moms and they went to Germany for a tour trip and mm-hmm. she got herself a Lammy. And then she's like telling me, <laughs> April, my Lammy is not like running, like it's not writing anymore. But I did have, I did not use it for the past three months. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, you have to soak that in some water. I know, I was while. like, oh, not a point. Anyway, but like, I, I, I feel like you're very like courageous for engaging so actively with people who don't understand this and like trying to like. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I love, I love it. I love like getting people into it because I, I want to like erase that stigma that like fountain pens are only for calligraphy or only for people who have nice handwriting or only for special occasions. They are pens. They are tools. Use them. It doesn't matter like if you have chicken scratch or you write Spencerian you know, cursive, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Use the pen. <laughs> the misconception, right? Like, people always say, yeah. um, if I use a fountain pen, will my handwriting be better? Like, that's, like, the, the biggest one. And it's, like, no, your handwriting is going to look the same, but you're going to feel better about yourself. Well, and I've even heard, like, some people say, like, I got a fountain pen and my handwriting got worse. <laughs> it's, like, well, yeah, you kind of got to get used to it, like, some people have a harder time like getting used to it than others. They're fun to like practice handwriting with they too because it like really feels like you're doing something like you can really feel elegant like while you're using it. <laughs> I know and especially if you have a good bottle of ink with like a nice shading then like as you, oh. write, you see that variation of the ink color that flows on like yeah like actually speaking of good paper, I would love to like now dive into your notebook systems and what are your favorite notebooks or journals that you use this year along with your collection of fountain pens? So I, um, I, I typically use like three different types of notebooks or well types of paper, I guess. Um, so Tomoe River paper is like the holy grail fountain pen paper. It's like everyone loves it because it it shows off like a lot of those characteristics of shading and sheening and it's like really thin and lightweight um, but it also doesn't bleed through so it's just like it's like like this magical paper but the problem which people may or may not know about Tomoe River paper so Tomoe River paper is what they use in the Hobonichi yes if if anyone's listening doesn't know that Um, (laughs) the problem is is that the company the parent company that um, makes Tomoe River paper apparently like changed their machinery last year some of them right? yeah 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 they like got these new machines and so the new Tomoe River paper is different from the old Tomoe River paper and like most people probably are not good like most people that use a Hobonichi will probably not notice a difference um yeah or they may even like the new paper better they make because it's like slightly thicker and I haven't actually used the new Tomoe River paper. Like, I'm actually kind of like, I need to get some to like try it out and, and, and get and feel it or whatever. And like, that's that I brand don't know, that smell has it like, or <laughs> note, um, mm-hmm. the seven C's, Nanami. Like Nanami seven yeah. C's or something. Yeah, 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 they had the new one. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, everyone like freaked out about that. So, like, I loved my river paper and I still have like several old journals like that I haven't even like used yet that I've just kind of like stashed away that have the old um Tomoe River paper but you know of course that's like the 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 paper that just like everyone loves and then um I also use a uh traveler's notebook so like the the Midori paper the, the whatever paper they use in that now um I really like like that was like one of the first, like even before I got the to my river paper, I was re- using my traveler's notebook and I, I really liked the paper in those just because it's like um, super fountain friendly and it doesn't like smudge very easily and it dries like pretty quickly. Yes. That's one of the problems with Tomoe river paper is like you write a page and you kind of have to like sit there and wait for it to dry. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, hurry up. I want to keep journaling or whatever. And so 
I use like a blot blotter page, but even sometimes that like smudges the ink yeah. and stuff. So it's kind of I annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just kind of just gotta okay. I'm, I'm I'll just come back to this later. Um, you know, write small so you can <laughs> fit as much as you can in there. Um, but um, but yeah. So I was using the Midori, you know, the Traveler's Notebooks and the paper and those. And so I really like that paper too. Um, and it's great, like for the purpose of like travel because like it just dries really fast and if you have to like close your notebook and move on like you don't have to worry as much about like the smudging and you know it doesn't bleed or ghost or anything like that and then but the new hotness is Cosmo Air Light like that's what everyone's freaking out about right is Cosmo Air Light this is like the, the paper that everyone's going to from Tomoe River paper and um and so I bought I bought some loose and then I bought a Musubi uh, Cosmo Airlight. I actually bought two, two of those because Daryl, who owns um, Misubi, is he's been like hyping this Cosmo Airlight. If, if you ever have a chance to get like Daryl on here of Misubi, <laughs> and because he is the paper guru, like he no loves paper. He yes. loves every step. <laughs> that goes yes. into making yeah. paper, the people he employs to work yeah. on the paper, the regulations that surrounds the labor yeah. laws of the paper. He, he is amazing. the paper sensei or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, he knows more about paper than you know about like anything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, you know, he's the paper guy. So anyway, if he says, Cosmo Air Light's good, then Cosmo Air Light's good, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, so the new Masubis came out, and I've been using the Cosmo Air Light Masubi for my handwriting practice, and um, it doesn't show sheening quite as well as Tomoe River paper, but it does dry faster, which is nice, and I feel like it's a little less smudgy, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a like a balance between the two, and it does show sheen, um, mm -hmm. just not quite as well. Um, and then another thing it also kind of does is like when it makes like your nib feels like slightly broader compared to Tomoe River paper because Tomoe River paper like your ink like dries on top of the paper that's true rather than being absorbed and so if you write with like a really fine line it stays really fine but like Cosmo Air like kind of slightly absorbs it and kind of spreads kinda it out patterns a little, a little bit, bit. Yeah. yeah, like it, it doesn't like feather or like, you know, it, it doesn't look bad. It just feels like slightly broader, mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing for me because like I've been moving towards broader nibs. Like as I, like when I started collecting fountain pens, I was all about that like extra, extra fine, like needle point. Like I needed the finest nib possible. And now I'm like, oh look at that triple bra <laughs> like, 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 like that, that voice thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I, I feel like and, and I've talked to like a couple people who like started with fountain pens and I feel like that's kind of like how a lot of people have progressed in their journeys it's like they started out like with those really extra fine nibs and like slowly worked their way up to like broader and broader nibs um mm -hmm. And I feel like the trend of these like pastel inks, like with all the different like colors and shading and stuff, I feel like those have helped contribute to people like looking at broader nibs because the more ink you lay down, like the more variation in color you see in the ink. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the so. new Colorverse inks with all their cool properties. Like yeah. you use a really fine EF, EF nib it just writes like a black line, but if you use like an M yeah. and then you kind of see it from the side and you're like, it's like black with purple, with green, with like yeah. sparkles and glitters in it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. You've got to use those, those wider nibs sometimes to really like get like appreciation for like all the different properties of this ink. <laughs> so so you got the Tomari River paper, the Midori paper, and the Cosmo Airlight is your mm -hmm. holy grail. And you, and the, yeah. are they in like A5 size? Like I know the Musubi ones are in A5 and mm -hmm. especially the one from Musubi. It's actually Musu.B, like not yeah. the Hawaiian <laughs> delicious food, Musubi, but 
they're spelled the same. <laughs> One of the things that Mastubi does is, is they do these like fabric colored notebooks, yes, and, and they have the yeah they have the these artisans that um that work on the notebooks and like I told him I was like you need to get a Masubi fabric <laughs> notebook <laughs> just like maybe just like a tongue-in-cheek thing or something like that um but he has like a lot of cat prints and I'm like Daryl we need dog prints like he's like it's hard to find dog fabric because we uh, it's all about like the quality and stuff and and the sourcing because he sources from like you know fair trade type stuff the kimono. So, yeah. um, no yes, the kimono. Gorgeous. <laughs> time I, I time I see him talk about his notebooks in the Panatic Slack group, I like went over to the shop and I admired <laughs> the kimono notebooks, and then I like close tab because like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have two kimono notebooks and I have not used them <laughs> because like first of all they're very expensive yes. and like second of all like what are you gonna write in that notebook that's like worthy <laughs> my thoughts are not worthy <laughs> exactly like that's gonna have to be like a memoir I leave to like future generations or something <laughs> Like, don't worry, you, you'll get to it someday. Someday, yeah, I'll get to it someday. yeah like, so, you'll so, find someday, something. <laughs> something will be important enough to write in this kimono, and I'll just like stack them up. Like, we talk about our notebook forts like, <laughs> because we keep buying these masubis and not writing in them, and so we just build forts out of them instead. <laughs> I wonder if that drives Daryl crazy. Like, the fact I that think he it does, I, it, well, I mean, we're, we're still like supporting his business, so whatever. But he has like said before, like, use your Masubis. Like, I think he just wants to like come over here and like shake us and be like, use your Masubis. Fine. Um, <laughs> but he is, um, you know, we've, we've been pestering the crap out of him for, um, they are, he is working on like a, a reusable cover. Mm. for the like for the Cosmo Air like notebooks and the Tomoe River paper notebooks and stuff and so it's kind of like the Hobonichi cover yeah. where you can like you know you have that insert that you put just in and like the, yeah. yeah and then you can just swap it out and um he's been working like on product development because like everything that Daryl does is like over-engineered <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, in a good way um and you know, they do all this product testing and stuff but I, I think the idea is like this cover is going to be built to last and it's going to have maybe some special features or something. I don't know. So I'm excited. I, I, I think it will live up to the hype. And I'm definitely like, as soon as they go on sale, I'm going to like buy one. Like, <laughs> cause I, I've been like, we've all been waiting for them. Um, and COVID uh, yeah. pushed back the timeline because they were supposed to come out last year yeah. and it, it pushed back all the manufacturing stuff and fabric sourcing and all that. So um, but I am excited about that, I, and I think it's supposed to come out later this year. So that's like definitely something that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I think one thing I really like am just like impressed with coming out of the pandemic is that you know the 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 demand for writing tools and writing supplies mm -hmm. increased because people are staying home more. People are exploring more creative hobbies, and the fact mm -hmm. that um, all of our all of these brands, many many company, kind of like fell short or like you know had to close down during the pandemic but the all the pens and papers and like notebooks or ink brands that we love continue to to yeah. turn out creative <laughs> stuff and I'm I'm just like it's really what kept us sane all this time you know to oh yeah definitely <laughs> and I think a lot of people were journaling like their like I think people specifically started like COVID journals and they wanted to journal the pandemic and yes. I I didn't so like it was like tiger king animal crossing like that was my pandemic like beginning and then i was like eh, it's too late to start a covid journal like all the important stuff's over with <laughs> <laughs> and last year like the elections and like everything oh, there's just like, quite a lot <laughs> but, yeah like so part of me just doesn't want to remember some of that stuff <laughs> but yeah um but yeah so i i do think like a lot of people really got into journaling to like help with like all the like the isolation and like the feelings and and everything that was happening to just kind of like you know have something to talk to and something to like spill their emotions into so and I think the paper and pen companies like like you said like they really kind of stepped up and like kept 
supplying us with yeah. what we needed to like for our fix <laughs> yes yes like even Trevor's company did that whole concept of okay like you can't travel like physically yeah anymore. let's travel within ourselves and like through books and like you know discover, yeah. think of think about more reflection and all that and so it's really good marketing on their part <laughs> <laughs> they they said that their turnaround was so so fast for that one because they really had to do yeah. the time and I usually company plan out like a, a year ahead right like yeah for the th- next season but theirs was really like okay within the next three months we need to come up with this <laughs> brand new theme because this is apparently what was smart like that was that was very smart on their part and they they like nailed it <laughs> they I killed know. it. But. <laughs> uh. Do you journal like every day? Like what, what kind of things do you write about when you, when you journal? Uh, I know we both uh, kept a puppy journal yeah. since, we get, since we got our dogs, but that was like last November. Like, do you have like a consistent journaling hobby that you like to share? Um, so I think I'm probably like different than most people that you're going to interview here. And I actually don't keep a consistent journal. Um, you know, I'm an indie author. And so a lot of the time that I, like a lot of the spare time that I have where I could be, you know, journaling, I folk, I funnel that into writing and editing and like working on my books and stuff. And, um, I feel like I get from like from my writing like on fiction I feel like I get a lot of that like same catharsis that I I used to journal um more and I kind of had to like sacrifice that for um my writing because I was like I just don't have like time to do both especially because I my eventual goal is to become a full-time writer um, and be able to possibly quit my job sometime in the future whenever that is um so like it's the hustle, you know, <laughs> like, yes. it's that grind where I have to keep like working on, on that. Um, so I don't get a chance to just like journal, but I, but I do feel like I get a lot of like my emotions and stuff out, like in my fiction. Um, and I do have the puppy journal, which is, has helped kind of keep up with like some day-to-day stuff. <laughs> I've definitely gotten more like, especially like after joining, like, you know, stationary cafe and getting into the Twitch and like meeting a lot of people from the planner journal side of things versus just like the fountain pen side of things. I've definitely found more because I, I have collected stickers and washi and stuff like over the years just because I like them and they're cute and stuff, but I didn't know what to do with them. Um, and so like watching other people work on their spreads and work on their journals. And like, I was doing a stream last night where I was like, help me help me layer things because <laughs> like, I don't know how to do like like I see other people's spreads and they saw are like artistic like visually and like my journaling has always very much been like just writing and not, I, I don't have that like artistic vision as much and like the decoration and stuff but I want to be able to do that I want to make it more like scrapbooky and stuff like that and I mean I also do like um travel journaling yes. so Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I don't like a consistent daily habit, but I do like write down my travels and like um, specific memories and like things like that. I do kind of keep a record, but it, I just don't do a daily journal because I just have so much, like so much else going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with a busy lifestyle, it definitely <laughs> is like different from people to people on how they choose mm-hmm. to channel their their ways to use all these beautiful stationary tools. Yeah. And even before I started the Hobonichi, I was also exclusively Traverse Notebook and I don't journal every mm-hmm. day. I like only when I go out on weekends do I add things in. And I remember you did a flip through on one of your recent Twitch streams of your travel journal from your trip to Japan where you guys went for like mm-hmm. multiple weeks and you Yeah, three weeks. Did, <laughs> you did the awesome like travel journal thing, which is like a whole brochure <laughs> into, the, mm-hmm. into the pages. Every single like bus and metro ticket, like Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it's like a scrapbook at that point. Like and like in in Japan they give you so much paper. Oh, like yeah. you get all these tickets and 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 brochures and maps and like stuff like that and and they have they're they're gorgeous I mean like they have all these pictures and stuff and at the time I didn't have like a photo printer or anything like that that I could like take with me so I was like this is the visuals like because like the ticket for like the like the shrine on 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 Miyajima Island um or whatever it has like a picture of that 
Tory gate that's like out in the water. So I'm like, I don't even need to take a picture. Like this picture's better than the ones I took. Like, and it's and it's beautiful and it's right there. So I just like washi taped that in because I didn't have like glue or anything or double-sided tape. So I just I washi taped everything in. And and that's like when I go to Japan, both times I went, I bought washi tape. Like I didn't bring anything except for like my traveler's notebook and like a couple inserts. And then I bought washi tape and I, or wait, wait, it's masking tape. You can't call it washi, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, bought, I bought the tape and I bought uh, stickers while I was in Japan. Like, like, cause we would go to all these, if you've ever been, uh, you've been to Japan, right? I try to explain to people like everything in Japan is a store. Like <laughs> everything is a mall. There's just so much shopping everywhere. And there's stationary stores everywhere Everywhere. you know I'm just like a kid in a candy store like we're walking around a mall or whatever I'm like stationary store and my husband's just like not again (laughs) (laughs) we've been to three stationary stores today like what else is there but like every store has something different and you want to go in it's so pretty the store design yeah and like even if they're not stationary store you know they have like the household goods or like even the convenience stores they have little stationary sections and you're just like the thing with japan is like if you see something that you like just buy it because you don't know if you're gonna see it again and there's all these sources of different stuff regional limited edition to like this (laughs) This the station has its own stuff from the other station, which is just like three stations away. So it's like it's, crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And you would think like such a tiny island, like wouldn't have and it's like, oh, the like the western part of the island gets this stationary, and then the eastern part of the island gets this stationary. And it's just like it's it's crazy making. Like it's you know, like it's just like, oh my god. It's like yeah, you just keep buying everything. Um, and then, and then at the end of the day, you're like, where did all my money go? (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah. (laughs) I I feel like we can like keep talking. I know. Like, I also want to like just point people to like Toasty Tree Ariel's like Twitch (laughs) channel because she, she shares so much of this that what we're talking about right now in Mm -hmm. like votes in two hour long sessions. I've heard I've heard people say like um they can't they can't like just passively watch my stream because they feel like they have to take notes (laughs) and then especially (laughs) when you do the ink swatches like you look away and you're already on the next one because I was just flipping through them because I had like 300 and something ink swatches to do (laughs) in like two hours and I was just like okay okay and that is excited about these oh look at this shiny one <laughs> and then like we didn't get too much into the pens today like exactly like your favorite collection but I feel like it's something you need to enjoy visually so definitely I feel like you need to archive your video and like save them on YouTube or something yeah so I'm actually planning can... on doing that yeah <laughs> especially like the more educational ones mm-hmm. um because like a lot of people have you know I, I found your VOD and and you know, they ask me questions and stuff like that. Um, it makes me feel happy that I can like help people learn more about fountain pens um, because I think it is something that a lot of people feel like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to use a fountain pen or because it's like a big step to make and it's like, no, just, just do it. I'll send you a gin house shark. Like here, I have like five. Here, just take one. <laughs> and, and join us geeks because it's hilarious how we can just like chat in like the chat section and watch ink dry together and it's just like everyone's just staring at this tiny strip of paper the coloring and like that beautiful swatch of the new color verse shiny ink and we're just, we're just talking about our favorite inks in the chat it's like I feel like just like stationary fountain pen and inks can induce so much conversation because there's just so yeah. much variety in the colors the the properties and everyone likes different types and so and there's like new stuff coming out all the time and 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 they keep pushing the envelope of like sheen and and these these like these new sailor inks that came out uh and 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 vinta and troublemaker you know these like philip these brands from the philippines that do these like um I've heard people like people don't really know what to call it because like when the ink dries it like exhibits like multiple different colors I think um the CY Tokyo Station pens I think he calls it like chroma shading which I feel 
is like like a really good uh, some people call them like triple shaders or whatever but I like I like the the term chroma shading so that's what I tend to use um, because it has this like chromatic kind of feel to it um, and I mean those just came around like in the past like couple of years and I mean you know people have been using fountain pens for you know years and years and years and um, they're still coming out with new ink properties and new things so I'm just really excited to see like what continues to happen like in the future and the and the story and behind each ink because yeah it no longer satisfies when you call an ink <laughs> like a catfish black or like you know just like, yeah. like or green it has or to have like, that like branding forest know, forest green doesn't cut it anymore yeah. you need to know like this animal in the Philippines <laughs> or like this, this space station like in the universe yeah. and like yeah Taiwan, exactly a bunch of the like, the, like extreme deep field and cloud nebula and pillars of creation like colorist just does such a good like branding and packaging and naming and everything and it's just like they're so good at what they do and they just make me want to buy all of their <laughs> and then you've got sailor which just gives their ink numbers and i want all those too <laughs> i know they, they're they're the one that doesn't go that way but we still yeah. want it anyway <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so you know <laughs> i want to like lead off with like a final question which is like kind of um, I want to ask you, like, do you have any, like, recommended ink or pen people we should definitely follow? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would definitely recommend um, Tokyo Station Pens on Instagram, CY. He is, like, a whole level of enabler because he lives in Tokyo and, like, buys these limited edition pens and, and periodically he, he sells them um, as well. And it's just, like, like, he'll send me a picture of a pen and I'm just, like, you know, like, counting like how much money I have like can I afford this <laughs> but uh but yeah he's he's definitely he's uh, just started getting into like um making stack nibs so it's like a nib welded on top of another nib and it gives you like these really cool like um writing properties and stuff because you get like like all this extra tipping and you can do some crazy stuff with these stack nibs um and so he's like started to make his own uh, stack nibs, which is like really cool. Another person I would recommend, um, her Instagram is, it's Artisanal Ink, and oh. uh, her name is Rachel, and she, she actually works for Sailor North America, mm -hmm. and she does like beautiful like art, and well, she has, yeah, yeah, like she's, she, she shares a lot of really nice stuff, and she's, I met her at the Baltimore Pen Show, and also met her um, when I did like the Sailor online pen show. And she's just like really nice person. She has like a really nice Instagram too. And another person I recommend following if you don't is, um, uh, it's Bokumondo, uh, but she did my um, customization. Her name is um, Hiroko uh, mm -hmm. and it's Bokumondo Urushi Studio. And she does like custom um, Urushi on your pen. So you like send her a pen and then you tell her like what you want like done to it like it she'll customize your pen for you so if you have a pen that's kind of like um you know maybe you really love the nib but you like hate how the pen looks like you can send it to her and pay her to like make it really pretty and like cover it in sparkly rodin or ubushi and like do all this crazy stuff to it. and so just scrolling through her instagram is just like and looking at all the really pretty pens is just like drool worthy <laughs> so, so yeah i mean i know you probably get like a lot of planner people recommendations so those are like 10 10 things that i could recommend <laughs> i love it i need to i need to check that out and it and these are just great recommendations i I follow Artisanal Inc. as well, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Since we both went to the Sailor Virtual Ink Show, we got yeah. to talk to her in person. She's so <laughs> nice. And also, mm -hmm. like, I didn't need any help with enabling. Like, I, I, I yeah. barely <laughs> bought like 10 bottles in that one state. <laughs> but she was like super helpful and was helping me compare the swatches. And I hope I could get her to talk about her journaling um, habits here mm -hmm. on the podcast too. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I, if you could get her on here, I would love to just hear like more about like what it's like to like work for Sailor 
North America because, you know, they've been um, making these 50 states inks. And so that's like all her and um, Dawn, who's like, I guess the other, but it's like her and Dawn that make those inks um, and come up with like all the stuff about them. And, and, um, you know, that's a big undertaking to like come up with 50 new colors and assign them to states and like exactly. give them a story Despite and all that like gets which and then, yeah and then you're always going to get criticism no matter what because the people that live in their state like I I felt bad I mean because like the Texas state the Texas color is not my favorite color <laughs> and I ranted about it in the pen addict slack and she's in there and I felt so bad because like they put a lot of work into this and, and coming up with it and, and just because it's not my favorite color doesn't mean like other people don't like it and think it's a really great color and stuff so you know they're always going to get criticism no matter what and um, I bought the ink anyway so it's like we <laughs> complain about it them. but we bought but it I, anyway. I still give them my money <laughs> um but you know some of the other colors like I don't even have any affiliation to like some of these states and I'm like I like that color and, you know I bought the Virginia one because it was really pretty and you know stuff like that um but yeah definitely um there, those are some great accounts to follow just like people doing cool things uh, oh another person um one one other person to recommend is um custom nib studio on instagram is gina she does nib grinding um and she's also just like another really um awesome person and someone who's doing stuff with fountain pens that's like like different than just like writing with them because she's like doing all these custom grinds and she has like a specific like personal grind that she does it's called like the journaler nib and stuff like that and she's just um another really cool person she's a really fun person to talk to if you you know once pen shows start happening again i met her also at the baltimore pen show and she's just like super sweet person and very nice and um a lot of fun it just has so much like knowledge and experience about fountain pens and um, she would also be just like a really fun person to like get on here and just like talk nib grinding, like, cause that's like a whole other like thing. <laughs> I tried to grill CY to have him share his secret, but he was like, <laughs> just kidding. Like he was. CY's secret is live in Japan. <laughs> exactly. Buy all the pens. <laughs> be poor forever. No. <laughs> be poor forever. That's right. They're rich in fountain pen. <laughs> These are assets that I appreciate, <laughs> at least the expensive <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm so jealous of just, like, the variety and just, like, all the crazy pens that you can get, like, if you live in Japan and, like, all these pen shows and ink mm-hmm. shows. Like, I just want to go to one of those ink shows with, like, all the ink humas and, like, mm-hmm. walk out with, like, a, like, a, just, like, a basket of inks. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I really enjoyed our talk today and I, you know, I can't wait to tune in to your, I feel like it's like your ink and pen show now. You need to give it a channel name, but it's Toasty Treat on Instagram, on twitch.tv. Um, Just everywhere. Elias everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I don't really use Twitter very much, but it's on there too. <laughs> and and I guess I, I, it's uh, YouTube maybe. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I, I think it's the same. I don't know, but um, I'll link to it. You know, I'll post it in the Twitch or whatever when I upload stuff to there. Just I get one of those like link trees for <laughs> a lot of people to start asking you questions, but then you'll respond <laughs> with Kirby photos. So that's not a bad. Thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I love answering questions. Like if like you know if you're listening to this podcast and you have you know a question. Like hit me up on Instagram and we'll chat. I, I'm always happy to answer questions and um, enable people to buy pens and inks. <laughs> and with that, we conclude this episode. I, I can't wait to chat with you soon. And as always, yeah. we at the Stationery Cafe podcast um, love your support. You can find us on Instagram as the Stationery Cafe. We have a website, thestationerycafe.com. And we look forward to bringing you more fun conversations next week. Bye, Ariel. Bye.